0: Welcome back to another episode of A Beautiful Life. I apologize for how I sound. I'm actually still getting over an illness, so I sound a little nasally, so I apologize for that ahead of time. Also, if you hear any weird, funky sounds, I'm actually recording this outside today, so you might hear some outdoor sounds. But um, today I wanted to talk about something a little bit different, something that I normally wouldn't talk about here on the podcast, but I have blogged about in the past. And uh, since we've talked a little bit about bone density, especially in regard to menopause, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about muscles and how they age and how your muscles change as you age, (laughs) what happens to them and how can you maintain strength, flexibility, and range of motion as you get older. Um, This is a very important pose for those of you who are between the ages of 30 and 80. Why do I choose those ages? Well because when you hit 30, your muscles do start aging. That's when your bone density starts aging as well and so it's important when you hit the age of 30 to make sure that you're maintaining muscle strength and bone density strength. The older you get, the more important it is for you to maintain muscle mass and bone strength. Unfortunately, if you don't take the precautionary measures soon enough, it can become more difficult for you to regain optimal muscular strength and mass. The older you get, the harder it is to bounce back. Bone density is another topic that I kind of, I've hit on um, not in super detail, so we'll see. Maybe in the future, I will talk about bone density in a little bit more detail. But you guys pretty much get the picture. Um, For bone mass density, it's important to do weight-bearing exercises. builds bone mass density and you're less prone to fractures. We've talked about that in the the menopause section, which, you know, if you are a man, um, bone mass density is the same thing. You've got to exercise it and strengthen it like you would a muscle. So muscle mass is crucial to optimal mobility, balance, strength, and injury prevention. You guys know this. It's common knowledge. Um, There is a condition called sarcopenia. It's an age-related condition that involves the loss of sarcomeres in the muscles. Sarcomeres are structural contractile filaments that help build the muscle body. Typically, this condition only occurs within inactive populations. Um, But it can happen in active populations as well and can reduce the muscle mass by 5 to 15%. That is a huge distinct change in muscle mass. It sounds like a really small percentage, but it is a huge change in muscle mass. Did you actually know that one week of inactivity for someone in their 20s can decrease in 3.1 pounds of muscle? It's crazy. Now, I've recently been sick. I wasn't eating a whole lot when I was sick and I actually lost 10 pounds. Most of that came from muscle density. I'm in my 20s and I was one week of inactivity. So I definitely, definitely lost a percentage of pound of muscle. That muscle mass might be fairly easy to gain back for a 20 something year old, but it is much more difficult if not impossible for a 70 to 80 something individual to gain back that muscle density so it's really important when you're young to take care of your body everybody knows this but you really got to take it seriously have you ever noticed that there are some 80 year olds that are still swing dancing and working out like middle-aged people it's crazy it's actually amazing to see it's most likely because they spend time every single day exercising, whether it's gardening or keeping up with their grandkids or lifting weights, whatever they're doing, they're maintaining proper muscle mass, thus avoiding sarcopenia. It is preventable. Just because you're getting older does not mean that your muscles need to change drastically. It's a myth, okay? So here's a study for you, and I'll actually put the link to this study in the description of this episode for you so you can check it out yourself. Strength can also tell us a lot about an individual's chances of survival. This comes from um, a PhD. It prevents data uh, from a study in which people's chest and leg press strength were measured to arrive at a composite score of whole body strength. The pattern is quite revealing, showing the strongest one-third of the population over 60 had a 50% lower death rate than the weakest. In order to maintain healthy strength, it is important to balance aerobics, which is cardio, and strength training. So the 50% with lower death rate, the ones that were stronger, probably had a good balance of cardio and strength training going on in their life regularly. Resistance training will also help aid in bone mass density and it's one of my favorite ways to strengthen the full body. Doesn't matter how old you are, resistance training is key. Bands and light weights are great to add to your workout routines for or more at-risk populations. So some examples of exercises that you can do, you can do modified high knees, air punches, fast walking, overhead shoulder presses, chair squats, stair climbing, bent over rows, glute bridges, hammer curls, bird dog, stability ball exercises, and planks. These are all excellent for building muscle mass and helping prevent the decline of muscle mass as you age. Anytime you're using bands, anytime you're using weights, make sure that you're using bands and weights that are appropriate for you. Don't use anything that's too heavy or too strong. You want to really work up to it. So really go slowly with that. And don't forget, stretching is also extremely important for flexibility as flexibility does increase the risk of injury and increases balance, stability, and the health of joints and connective tissue. So again, like I said, um, that was a very, very brief Part of a study that was done a very brief little summary that I gave you um, and I will link a webs the the website that I used for my research in the description of this episode in case you want to do your own research I always recommend that um, if you've listened to me for a while you know that I want you guys to do your own research so that you're not convinced by me you're convinced in your own mind for yourself but I hope this topic kind of Gets you thinking a little bit about incorporating a good workout program into your day or into your week i always recommend up to three to four days of exercise per week even if it's just gardening out in your yard that is a really excellent exercise that you can do or if it's building in a full-blown workout at the gym that's cool too just make sure that you work up slowly to an intensity level that you can handle okay so thank you guys for listening. Um, next week is going to be very interesting. I'm going to be talking a little bit more about kids. Um, you know, my focus is children. I work with a lot of kids in my field as a dance teacher and as a personal trainer. I've worked with kids for years, <laughs> and um, the topic that we're going to be talking about is not fitness related. It's actually health and nutrition related, and it relates to um, mental illness, which I think is very interesting. I found this topic very fascinating. A lot of people don't understand that some certain mental illnesses, if not all mental illnesses, tend to have an underlying reason for occurring, and it usually is a nutrition deficiency. So that's what we're going to talk about next week. If that fascinates you. If you're curious, I highly recommend like, giving it a listen. Um, but for now, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you guys for listening. If you have any suggestions for topics that you would like to hear on the podcast, feel free to get in touch with me um, either on Instagram or here on the anchor.fm app. Um, thanks again for listening, guys. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, and I will talk to you next week.